0: Hey, what's up? Mr. Bill here. I just wanted to plug some dates before you listen to the podcast. I'm playing on December 12th in San Francisco, 13th in Nevada City, 14th LA, 18th Denver, 19th Santa Fe, 21st Columbus in January. I'm playing the 11th in Philly, 17th in Montreal, 18th in Providence, 24th in Pontiac. Uh, I have an EP out on December 6th on my own label, Belegal Beats, called the IDM EP. I have collabs on there with G-Space, Ulisile, Wolg, and Funny, and you can find the links for that on any of my social media, basically. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, make sure to rate and comment on the Apple Podcast app. Apparently, it helps us a lot. Um, I don't really know how, but apparently it does. And also, if you go to the show notes for this episode, uh, there's a link to my Discord channel, and you should join it and ask some questions there so I can... Uh, address those questions in future episodes with future guests Uh, thanks enjoy the episode That All right, man. Welcome to the Mr. Bill podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're up to episode 13. It's gone pretty fucking quick. I've been trying to do one a week. Nice. Getting there. Yeah, I, I just got back from Australia last night, so I'm fucking burnt. I just had a 12 hour sleep today, actually.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I had an 18 hour sleep yesterday. It was like fucked up, or like two days ago. Long sleeps are sick, to be honest. It was like the trick was waking up like like halfway through it for like a half hour and then going back to sleep and <laughs> then you're in like a coma. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I reached like this, this new state of like s- superpower sleeping. Do you smoke weed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that can help, yeah, yeah. I think. I don't
0: smoke weed, so it's pretty rare that I do the, the long sleep. Um, Damn. But when I used to smoke weed, I used to do long house sleeps all the time. yeah, yeah. yeah. Weed is amazing. It's like a sleep anecdote yeah i had to stop smoking it because it started to give me a crazy amount of anxiety
1: i I shouldn't even be smoking the shit why not (laughs) that's just another quote i say my my dad always says that to me we'll like we'll like finish smoking a bowl and like he'll see me like spacing out and he's like nah you shouldn't even be smoking the shit (laughs) dude your dad seems hilarious (laughs)
0: yeah i remember he like wrote you
1: some crazy message (laughs) about like our collab one day yeah He's, he's insane. He's actually um, the reason I, I called my music project G-Space, because um, I, I was like making hella music, but had no artist name to put it out under. And I was just like, Dad, what should I do? And like, without hesitation, he was like, I'm feeling it from the universe. G-Space. It's always <laughs> been about Grateful Dead, Drums in Space and G for Grady and G for Grateful Dead. And, and I was like, fuck yeah. And, and he's super stoked with <laughs> like how far it's gone does he live in philly as well no he's um so he lives in cape cod massachusetts and that's where i grew up and spent like most of my life and like i have family still there and like in boston area but um i moved to philly like in january of last year and like had an apart a couple different apartments until like september and then i realized i was only there like once a month and like e- even when i was there i wouldn't even go to my apartment i just go to like one of my friends houses and i was like this is dumb to be paying like rent for something i'm never in and like so so i officially like don't have an apartment in philly anymore and just brought my stuff back to my my parents house in the cape and like because like i haven't i hadn't seen them since september i just saw them for for my first time in three months like last week so i might as well go see them They're they're chill enough to let me like keep my stuff there and like visit them so nice yeah yeah
0: I feel the same way about this spot like I just paid rent on this place
1: for the entirety of November and was not in here a single day because I was in Australia (laughs) I was in Australia like the whole time this is amazing though like this is like one of the best studios I've been in so yeah Yeah. it's a nice room
0: I'm yeah I'm actually leaving here on January 1st I'm moving to San Francisco
1: oh damn yeah (laughs) why San Fran
0: Uh, well like I said my girlfriend lives out there oh nice Um, so, I'm just going to move out there to be with her, basically.
1: Sick. Yeah, because
0: long-distance relationships are bullshit.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> never quite seems
0: to end. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck yeah, man. I'm I'm stoked for our collab to come out. I know. Same. It's that really was sick. so sick. Yeah, it seems to be going well. It shows. I never really play the start or the end of it. Yeah. Because the start of it just seems kind of like real technical And the end of it is the same. I've been playing
1: the whole thing out. It's like it's hilarious. It's honestly like really cool for my sets too, because um, the first half is all like IDM and like I I play like every BPM in my sets anyways. But like I don't know, that part is just so um so like different from everything else in my set that like everybody in the crowd is like usually loves it. They're just like so responsive and dancing around, and then like. I even, like, danced around with, like, with my finger pointing <laughs> arms, like the Mr. Bill. Like Dude, I, whatever.
0: <laughs> I did that for, like, seven shows in a row with Beats Antique, and now it's apparently a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, so. I know. I saw it in one of your vlogs on YouTube. And, like, yeah, but I never, like, do it. That's like, so funny. I did it, like, for, a cu- like, a week. I did it for about yeah, a week. Yeah, so it wasn't even, like, <laughs> it's a not staple. A, no. But, yeah. Um, it's not a staple meme. Yeah, it's so sick though, because like, <laughs> like I'll just watch people in the crowd, like, and like before the drop happens, like halfway through that like dubstepy part, like people are just so like, I don't even know, they're like having like an out of body experience. They're just like, what's going on right now? Like this is so weird. And then all of a sudden it drops, and they're like, oh, ha, ha. <laughs> and I'll do like a flip or something, and it's just like super lit. Oh yeah, we should yeah, talk yeah. about that. Um,
0: flips, that's fucking sweet. Oh yeah, How, yeah. How'd tricking. you? How'd you? Yeah, tricking. How'd you get into that? So. So, so, the flip thing comes from a thing you used to do called tricking. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, so I, yeah, and I I'd... still
1: do it. I'm like, I, I need to, like, condition my body more and, like, do more yoga if I want to, like, keep getting, like, crazier skills. Because, like, the level of tricking is just so ridiculous now. But, um... In the beginning, like, it pretty much started as, um, like, a a bunch of martial artists that were trying to get creative with their forms, and, like, it was really big in, like, the Bay Area and Cali, and, like, they were just, like, trying to spice up their forms with either, like, gymnastic moves or, like, Other um, aerial moves they'd found on, like, the internet or, like, honestly, the internet is is how tricking evolved because all these different disciplines and cultures were able to, like, you're just able to see, like, some random guy in, like, a tribe in, like, the middle of nowhere doing, like, a raised circle, like, of all these tricks and, like, capoeira moves that, like, normally you wouldn't really ever see those tricks unless you met somebody who like practiced that or like what's a form so like i didn't even do martial arts so i don't want to butcher it but it's pretty much like there's martial art um competitions and they'll just like all compete and they and they do like like it's kind of like a gymnastics routine but it's martial arts it's like they just showcase their discipline eventually people wanted to spice up their forms with like flips and stuff rather than just traditional like martial art techniques and stuff but then um youtube helped grow like tricking in a way where it was like people just started to do it like for fun like even though like it wasn't even a part of their form or anything they would just upload videos and tricking samplers i remember seeing um my friend hans he was one of the first guys to have like tricking samplers and like there was this website called belong that was super um, supportive of, of tricking and just had all these cool samplers and stuff. And then like when I first got into it on YouTube, it was like 2007 or 2008, and there was like this one guy named Mufu who made tricking tutorials. Wait,
0: has that guy got like shitloads of Instagram followers now? Yeah. Is he like a big muscly dude? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I've fucking totally seen this guy's yeah, Instagram. Yeah, he used to. He's out of control. He used man. to be
1: like I don't know, a lot thinner, <laughs> not like a m- muscle bodybuilder guy, yeah, but he's like huge. Yeah, yeah, he's huge now. He does the whole like. And he's still like bodybuilding thing. Flips and shit. yeah exactly you can still trick but um in the beginning he was like the first tricking tutorials i saw i was like how to do a backflip how to do an aerial how to do a 540 kick and like i already was doing flips because like i had a trampoline and i would like do backyard wrestling with my friends try to imitate like professional wrestlers doing flips and stuff and like it's so ironic that that's like what led me into flips seeing like professional wrestlers do like backflips off of steel cages onto each other but i was like that's dope. I want to learn how to do flips. (laughs) And then eventually I could do a backflip. And I was like at a summer camp when I was like 12, my, my friend was like, dude, you should do tricking. Like come to like an open gym session at Cape Cod gymnastics. Cause like a lot of gyms have just open gyms where you can just use the floor. And, and then that's how I met my boy Andy, who like pretty much got me into tricking. Like at first it was my friend, Adam from camp and then um yeah he introduced me to andy and ben and jeremy and it was like the only four trickers i knew and from then on like they started to introduce me to more people in like the tricking culture uh, in the northeast and then i started to go to gatherings and and gatherings are pretty much just like a whole weekend of like tricks at a gym that we'll like rent out for the weekend and we can like stay there and and we'll fly in like trickers from all around the world to all be together and like just like party and trick for like a few days. And, and it's, it's super amazing, amazing part of my life, Especially not only because of like the community and like friends that I have now around the world because of it, but it also like showed me that you can do anything you put your mind to as, as corny as that is. But like when I started tricking, like people would just be like, Oh, you can't land a seven twenty backflip on one foot. Like you'll, your leg will snap in half. And then like pe- people can like, do four in a row, like, landing on one foot, and you just keep going. And, like, I eventually did a dub-dub, like, 720 backflip. What's a dub-dub? <laughs> Short for double double full or double cork, swing so double cork. Doing
0: two flips in a row sort of thing?
1: Like, two 720 backflips in a row, but, like, off of one foot, which is, like the kicker yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah is it is it at this point now like when you play a show almost like a given that you'll do a couple of flips
1: that's what people expect of me but it's it's not a given like sometimes i'm like either injured or tired or like or there's no room on stage and they're like do a flip and i'm like i'm gonna like knock the speaker over in the light and like land on my neck and like and yeah. then the whole show be canceled dude the one
0: you did it uh infrasound dude that was sketchy that was the sketchiest show of my life that was like on a table (laughs) next to a cdj that was like a square foot of space
1: i know basically i had to go like straight up and like come straight back down or else i would have like gotten seriously hurt i've actually been told not to do flips too by like promoters really like stuff yeah like i was like because they don't have insurance for it or whatever yeah i was opening for g jones recently in portland and it was so sick it was me and ivy lab and sayer and g jones but anyways I did like a flip during my set and then like somebody came up that was running the show and he was like, Hey, no more flips, man. And I was like, I was like, word. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I "I could totally do that. Like word. Sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry for doing a flip, dude. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. sketchy though sometimes, but, but yeah, it's fun. It's just like, it's fun to do flips and stuff. Like, but I also don't like doing it for people. Like I hate like, I'll be at a party and they're like, great, great. Do a backflip. Do a backflip. And I'm like, no, like, like, it's just, it's just so weird. It's like, I'm like, like a puppet for them or or like a, I don't even know, show and tell. They're like, look at his backflip. And like the backflip isn't even like that fun for me. Like I, I can do a million other like flips and it's just like... It's more fulfilling for them, and then also, that's how you get injured when you when people ask you to do stuff that you're not even like feeling it, and then you just like you're not really like focused, and then you get injured. It's happened to like all my friends and shit. And yeah, right. What what is the most common way to hurt yourself doing a backflip? Like maybe coming out a little too early and like hurting your like ankles or something, or like I don't know, obviously you could land on your neck and just like end your life. Yeah, that's but like fucking mental that you that you'd yeah, you'd have to be so distracted though to like. Like, cause your muscle memory usually like <laughs> to prevents. just like get upside <laughs> hey, oh, down and then yeah. just be
0: like, fuck it. It <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> was like open up and like, let gravity, like end your life. And yeah, it'd be hard- harder to do that. Christ. Yeah. Oh okay, man. Cool. Yeah. That'd be, that would hurt <laughs> a lot. But yeah, I usually get more hurt just like walking around my house, stubbing my toe or like, or just something Dude, stupid. It's I did so that
0: at the start of this year. I stubbed my toe and broke it. No. Yeah, I did. It's tragic. Yeah, it was fucked. I was walking around in a weird shoe for like a few, <laughs> few months. <laughs> it's so fucked too. Cause like a, a broken toe, it's like the smallest, like stupidest little thing, but it yeah. fucks your life up for a while. Yeah. And you're just like limping. Like, oh. so it's
1: like a full like shoe, like boot thing. Like, yeah, for just a fucking, for a toe, yeah. Just for
0: a broken toe. And I went to the, to the hospital actually, because, um, I was like, Oh fuck, I want to make sure there's no like crumbly bits in there or something like that. So oh, damn. If there is, they can like maybe fix it or I don't know we'll, yeah i've never broken a bone before that so i was like what do you do yeah so i went there um and i didn't have medical insurance and i was here like in america and it was like fucking 1500 bucks man just for them to be like you just got to tape it to the next one dude that's
1: the american
0: (laughs) healthcare system man
1: yeah it was fucked designed for profit (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so in australia um the the healthcare system there is, I'm pretty sure, mostly just paid for by taxes. Okay. So you, you pay huge amounts of tax there when you, like, just buy alcohol or cigarettes or yeah. anything like that because they're mostly people who are filling up the healthcare system anyway, right, as smokers and drinkers.
1: <laughs> True.
0: <laughs> so they just tax the fuck out of those things. <laughs> what and, whoa, what's going on over here? I don't know. Oh, somebody is in Discord. I'm getting out of there. Run, run away. <laughs> <laughs> I was just apparently hanging out in a in a voice channel on discord that i didn't even know i was in <laughs> they were like listing this whole thing yeah maybe actually i didn't even know no probably not i don't <laughs> think this microphone over here is plugged in oh, so word. nice what a time yeah. but yeah so i went to the to the hospital and uh got told to tape it to the next toe and had to pay a lot of money for that but in australia like a few years ago i had like a full-blown seizure there and uh-huh. i had to have like a cat scan and an mri and i had to go to like a neurologist and all all sorts of shit and i was free total f- totally free seizure. Dude.
1: yeah that would have been an arm and a leg in america
0: yeah there's actually a podcast called an arm and a leg have you listened <laughs> no. it's literally about the medical system <laughs> in america yeah i'm dead that's exactly what it's about
1: no, literally <clears throat> do you do you listen to podcasts much Um, yeah, but like, not as much as I should, like all my friends these days are just like binging podcasts and I'm like, damn, I should do that. Like when I'm traveling more and like, yeah, I'm usually like the weird YouTube conspiracy kid and just like go down like rabbit holes. Dude, you should hang out with Squanto. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. I love Eric. We wanted to do an anti-5G tour, but I don't think he wants a tour anymore. (laughs) No, he doesn't want a tour anymore. But like, (laughs) what's the issue with 5G? So I haven't done any tests, but there's people that... Um, are claiming that th- there there have been tests on like Wi Fi and like how like what's harmful to like a like a baby or a human and there's like they've found levels that are harmful and I think they put like a limit on like what we can what we should do as like but anyways apparently five G is like twenty thousand times more harmful than like the limit that's already been proven so uh, that's what I've heard I I haven't done like the test myself but like I don't know it's pretty concerning if that's true but, yeah but who knows i don't believe anything i like i just consider everything and like i never shut down things no matter how crazy they sound because like i don't know that's just how you like miss out on what could be the truth because like nobody knows anything like we don't even know if we're in a simulation or not so i'm just like open to everything so I, I had I um believe everything to the point where i'm like preaching it on people and like with a picket sign do you know the flashbulb
0: no. Uh, he was on the podcast like three episodes ago or something, and he thinks we're in a simulation because he and, and one of his points is that um you know like what, you know what Planck scale is maybe it's like the smallest thing that we can measure oh okay like once you get down into like really measuring like microscopic shit like smaller like beyond than... beyond nano yeah it's <laughs> tiny I think it's small even smaller than atoms maybe or maybe atoms I don't know okay um but like the very smallest thing we can measure is like what what we call Planck scale and then there's um other limitations on this reality like the speed of light and shit like that yeah. and he's like why are these limitations like
1: yeah it, and it's like a code like a base code yeah that's he, design
0: yeah and his his theory is that um these are just limitations to save processing power because we're in a giant simulation. i'm dead i
1: mean we'll find out next episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i'll have to have um
1: in the afterlife <laughs>
0: yeah hopefully i'll talk to elon musk on here someday oh yeah true i'll be like hey what's up with the simulation bro <laughs> what was the deal with like he just released some truck or something the cyber truck yeah what was the deal with that i missed that whole thing
1: the only thing i missed the whole thing too but i saw a clip of um they were trying to showcase how like durable the windows are and they threw a rock at it and then um instead of just like letting it die there like he's like all right um let's try the other window and it like broke just as much like that's the only thing i saw but i was like nice <laughs> like i was like i i like totally identified with that happening like i'm like i could see myself like having a presentation and just like it just like botching so hard and i'm just like up oh. and i just like lip quiver and like i don't know i i totally felt his pain there
0: yeah <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool, though, that he's willing to just put shit out before it's done as well. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's where a lot of companies, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll totally be able to do this in the year, like, 2026 or 2050 or some shit. He's just like, fuck it, like, puts
1: it out. I'm pretty sure in the video, he was like, like, whatever, we'll fix it in (laughs) post-production. It's
0: like, fuck it, we'll fix it in mastering. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's the classic trick. Fix it in mastering. It's so funny. Like I get messaged by so many people online. They're like, "Hey, man, who masters your stuff?" Because like Not I want bad. it, I want it to sound like your stuff. So can you master it for me or whatever? And I used to be like, "Yeah, sure, I can master your stuff." And then the the mixes and production would just be terrible. And then yeah. I'd try and master people's shit and then send it back and they'd be like but it doesn't sound like anywhere as good as your shit yeah. and I'm like yeah it's because mastering doesn't do that much yeah exactly people like definitely think mastering is a huge thing and also um the classic thing when somebody sends you a whip and they're like oh it's not mastered yet but like, <laughs> and they just send you this like piece of garbage
1: <laughs> and you're like oh yeah that'll, that'll sound sick when it's mastered <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude um I have uh, my homie Bob Mack in the UK I don't know if you know
0: him yeah he's the guy who like um signs all these masters with sc right yeah yeah yeah
1: literally yeah, yeah. every fucking person i know gets i know master. literally I, i've had a lot mastered by him what's it, his rate like per track it was like a hundred dollars or more at first for Fuck. me like he he discounts it for me now because i've literally like like done so much with him but um it's so funny like back to that whole point of like oh yeah we'll just master it. it'll fix everything like yeah. my, my homie once was just like like he literally was just like oh it's all right we'll just like We'll just Bob Mack it and we will be fine, <laughs> like it's just like an inside joke between us. It's like, oh well, yeah, screw it. We'll just Bob Mack it in the end. Like it doesn't matter. Like, but no, it's like it's not how you. Yeah, it doesn't work that it's way. All the at mix all. down and and shit and, yeah,
0: EQing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. Pretty often uh, when I'm doing like talks or whatever. I'll open my master channel and people or usually I won't usually it'll come up in the Q&A section when I do master classes people will be like oh can I have a look at your master and I'll like open the master channel it's literally just pro q2 <laughs> yeah. pushing like a little bit of high frequencies and pro l2 just yeah. pushing some gain
1: yeah i know it's so funny one time my, my homie jesse was like great do you want to see my mastering chain and i'm like yeah like expecting it to be crazy and it was just like g clip but like, yeah slightly turned up or something oh was like. that subtronics yeah <laughs> dude i can kind of tell that that's what he does well i mean that's th- like he definitely does a lot more than that though but that was just like what he was using one day but, yeah, like, yeah yeah he has like
0: his stuff sounds so distorted, yeah. But it sounds good. It suits the style, yeah. But definitely huge amounts of distortion in his music,
1: dude. I don't even know. Like, it's just crazy. Like that that Grizztronics song is like broke the internet. It's so like it, it has millions of plays on TikTok. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a good tune. <laughs> I just got to meet Grant too and hang hang with Grant and Jesse in Philly. He's a He's awesome.
0: Nice. Yeah. I met Grant at an OPO show once, but he didn't really talk to me. He, w- he just was like, hi. And then that's it. Yeah. So that's the extent that I met <laughs> Grant.
1: <laughs> yeah. We were, we were going deep. We were just talking about like, what do we do with like our platform and like, what's the message we want to s- spread to people? Cause I'm, I honestly don't know like what my message is. And he was like, well, what, what's the first thing you think of? And I'm like, just tell people to do it. They love cause life is short. And he's like, yeah, there we go. We need more of that. Like, there's that's good, but like, we we just had a bunch of like, we just went deep every time we talked. It was it was cool and like, it's just um, he seems like a like a real like, change the world type person. It's awesome. Yeah. And like, he also is doing a lot of live instrument shit. I want to do eventually. Like, um, I want to do G Space Orchestra with like a full symphony, but um, yeah, he's he's doing shows with like full horn sections and all these different instruments and like, yeah, he's definitely killing it
0: nice do you you think it's
1: important to have a message at all I don't know because like I I always feel like I want to help the planet or just help people like I don't know because like I've definitely overcome a lot in my life and I want to like spread some experiences or or just something to people where they can hopefully overcome whatever bullshit they're in and like free themselves of whatever like redundant like trap their life is in or whatever and like Sometimes like I feel hopeless too because like the world it just seems like it's like burning up and going to shit and we're still using oil and we're just gonna use oil forever until like we light the planet on fire and I'm like what do we what how do we like change this or like and I feel like kind of hopeless sometimes but then like having a huge music platform gives me hope because like maybe I can do something but I don't know what I want to do you know what I mean I'm trying to like define like what my message is like I guess like as far as like climate shit or like or like plastics or like just like being more sustainable my friend ali was telling me it's good to like tell people to like get involved with their local government because apparently you have way more of a say with local government than you think and if everybody does that you might you might be able to like impact some stuff but yeah i don't know i'm still in like the whole like i feel like words can't even like words are so like every every word has been said so your message can't even be like said with words anymore it, it has to be through like music and film and like art like it has to be like like i don't know i feel like that's how how communication is going to be like done at, at this point in our lives like so
0: speaking of everywhere being said do you know about the library of babel no so it's this thing online some guy just like programmed a thing to like organize the English alphabet in every single possible combination <laughs> that it could be organized in, oh my god! and created this like online library and you can like type whatever you want into a box and just be like search it and yep. it'll be like oh yeah it's on this page on in this book at this time and stuff like page 100,000 some something ridiculous That's yeah crazy yeah it's pretty mental <laughs> <laughs> like the single pages that are just like all blank with like one letter on it And then single pages that are like all blank with like two letters on it and so on and so forth up until like the 24 letters or whatever. There's like every single possibility that can, yeah. Like the cure for cancer would be in there and all sorts of shit. And and technically we have cures for cancer now, right? I think seems like a
1: lot of people beat cancer these days. Yeah. I mean, um, my friend Noah, like has, um, helped hella people like beat cancer and he's like super holistic healer and like. He's always telling me stuff he's like he's like don't be shouting this information from the rooftops because big pharma will come for you (laughs) and like he's actually had like friends like murdered and shit like crazy shit but like he he claims that cancer is just a um there's just like a parasite in your body you have to kill that's all it is
0: yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of that um stuff can be fixed with like extreme elimination diets and shit, yeah. right? Like, I think that's what the carnivore diet is. Like people who just eat meat or whatever. They're like, yeah, man, it's like so good for you. It's like really, what's good for you is the fact that you're not eating like all the other shit that you were eating. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't really know. I'm not a I don't super know. into <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> Have you ever tried crazy diets like that? Uh, no, the most I've done is like. Uh, vegetarian for a few months and I I did feel like way more energetic. I felt pretty awesome. Then I remember like, I just like said like, screw it, I'm going to eat a bunch of chicken wings and I got so sick. (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) And I was like dropping my sister off for school like the next morning with my dad and like, she's like (laughs) super embarrassed because like, she's she's getting out of the car and like, I run out of the car and run to a trash can because I'm going to like throw up and all of her friends are like, who the hell is that kid with you? Like, what? he looks like he's like homeless and like sweating to death, like throwing up on the tr- side of the street. She's like, Oh yeah, that's my brother. Like, he just don't mind ate him. too many like, chicken wings. Yeah. So... He just, she just didn't even know.
0: Wait, like, so you ate all these chicken wings in the morning?
1: Like, no, the night before it was oh, like right. for dinner. And like the next morning, like we were, me and my dad were giving my sister a ride to school. And like, it was just like the worst feeling ever. And, like my mouth was starting to water. And I just like, was like pull over and ran out in front of all of her <laughs> classmates. <laughs> But that was my story of going vegetarian and then trying to eat meat again. And yeah, it was bad. Yeah, right. You, you don't think the wings were bad? You think your body just had like no tolerance to it? I think so. <clears throat> yeah. Because I mean, maybe the wings were bad, but I don't know. It was like, it was, it was bizarre. I, I feel like you have to wean yourself back on a meat. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's probably true. I just went overboard. If you have to wean yourself back onto something, it probably means it's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Yeah, because you never have to wean yourself off meat. You can just like stop eating it and you're fine. You never
1: have to wean yourself onto like spinach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It always Mm. like hits perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, spinach is sick actually. I know, like shout out Yeti, he has spinach on his rider. Spinach and blueberries. Oh yeah, that is true. I I think I'm gonna change my rider to that too. He's like Yeah, right. What's your current rider? Um it's like it used to be wine and goldfish. Uh, like, what? Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. And then um, <laughs> I took wine off and replaced it with, like, yerba mate and kombucha because I'm like, I don't want to drink a bottle of wine every show. Mm-hmm. And then I have, like, a veggie tray and, like, hummus. But um, I don't know. I, I want spinach and blueberries. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's Yeah, wine's a weird one. I never really see people with wine on their rider. Yeah, it was bizarre. I'd always get the bottle, too, and they wouldn't have the bottle opener. So I just, oh, like be like the weird kid with the bottle and like asking the bar for like a bottle opener and then like they're like why do you have that in here like borderline like almost get thrown out of my own show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's weird that you can have a bottle of tequila but having a bottle of wine in a venue is weird. I know. Wine's not big in America, is
1: it? Uh, It doesn't seem like it. I guess. Hmm. I like red wine but yeah. I know it is weird. People give me weird looks when I'm like Drink, drinking red wine they're like what the hell's wrong with you
0: so my buddy from
1: Electricado
0: Ryan his dad is like a crazy lawyer and he's just has like I don't know he's super into wine and shit and I went to his house once and drank like four bottles of wine with him <laughs> nice. after already drinking like six beers oh no and I was so fucking drunk I ended up spewing like just red vomit all oh. through his like really nice <laughs> house and ever since then I've never been able to
1: drink wine again yeah that'll do it yeah that's like scarring hmm <laughs>
0: Yeah, that shit can happen with foods too. Like I had a friend yeah. who said he ate too many eggs one day and then started just vomiting crazily oh, off all man. these eggs and now he just can't eat eggs. Yeah. I feel like that's probably what I did with weed, to be honest, because I was smoking like seven grams of weed a day for like years. It's not even human. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty
1: fucked. Shouldn't even be smoking the shit. No, not not at that point. And Dude, then, um, some people like commented on my tweet about our podcast. Oh yeah. We have a thread worth of shit to talk about. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Let's start tackling that. (laughs) It's going to be a
0: shit show. Yeah. Uh, while you find that, do you have any things like, uh, like that where you've just overdone it in one instance and then you just can't
1: access that shit anymore? Like, yeah. um, with foods or alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like at one point I used to love like Newman's mango tango. And I, what I, is that? It's like, you know, Paul Newman. He has like his own like juice company. Yeah, but um, he had this mango drink. Doesn't it? Doesn't he also do like salad dressings? Yeah, yeah. He's just like doing it all. Fuck yeah! <laughs> it's, it's not even human. I don't even know if he's still alive. If he's not, RIP. But he might be still kicking it. But yeah. Anyways, I I was mixing like his mango drink with with vodka for some reason, like a bunch one summer, and like. Then I I couldn't even drink the mango drink at one point without tasting vodka. Like it Holy just Christ. like screwed with my like my my taste buds. It was it was horrific. But um but yeah. So let's see. Somebody wanted us to talk about CERN. Do you know about the CERN collider?
0: The it's CERN like, collider? You mean like the Large Hadron Collider? Yeah. Yeah, as in like this. Isn't that in like Sweden or some shit? And they Switzerland, I think, Switzerland, Yeah, and they it's basically like a big oval ring, and they just yeah. like shoot particles into each other to try and like yeah. recreate the Big Bang on a small scale. Exactly,
1: and um seems so pretty cool. CERN is the name of of the one in Switzerland. I think there's a lot of large hadron colliders now popping up, but like CERN is like the one you were just talking about, and it's really weird because I've I've looked into like like some videos on it, and and there's like a like, a whole statue of Shiva right outside, which is weird, because that's, like, the god of destruction, but I'm, like, okay, whatever, but then, like, on opening day of CERN, they had, like, a whole ceremony with, with all the workers, and they were all dressed up in, like, all these, like, it was, like, hell. it looked like Halloween or some, like, some, like, uh, ritual, like, some dark, weird, like, shit, and they were, like, all, all going in, like, Th- these theatrical costumes and performances. And it's like, it's so weird. It's like, why are they doing all this when it's like supposedly really like science, science based, like not like some crazy, like pagan, like <laughs> worship based like thing. I don't know. So, so who knows, but a lot of, maybe people- it was just to fuck with conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah, like, <literally. laughs> honestly, if yeah. I ran
0: some shit like that, I would a hundred percent do that just to fuck with conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I know. Same. And I feel like sciencey people are like that's totally their sense of humor too they're like yeah "Yeah, fuck it like we know what's up these other people are fucking idiots let's just fuck with them even more exactly yeah so who knows I mean obviously like not all conspiracy theories are dumb but I mean at some point like I don't understand and I don't think many people understand exactly what these large hadron colliders are doing it's like I understand on like a basic level they're just shooting particles into each other to try and recreate some shit so we can understand
1: the universe better. Exactly, and um, they found um like the God particle or they're calling it, and then it's it, they called it like antimatter. So it's not really matter or dark matter. It's like it's pretty much like the fabric that's holding both of those things together. It's like the glue of the universe or some shit. And yeah, they call it antimatter, and they they were able to f- contain it and like. Like recently, and maybe in the last year or two. But, and then there's this creepy story I heard where, like, antimatter is so, um, like unstable and hard to contain that they have to put it in, like, some, some crazy thing, like buried, like, miles under, under the ground or something so it doesn't, like, go crazy and explode or something. I don't know. But, but, anyways, um, by where they, there was, like, a college campus apparently in Switzerland by where they buried the antimatter and a, like hundreds of students left the college campus cuz it was haunted all of a sudden and like crazy ghost stories like poltergeist phenomenon shit and it's like and it's weird cuz it was right by where they buried this antimatter and and then there's a whole bunch of conspiracy people that are saying like we shouldn't be screwing with with antimatter and all that cuz it's like we're going to let in like demons or something from the other world and like all this dark shit but it's like it's weird that that um that that happened like all these weird uh, hauntings happened at like a college right where they had buried the, like, antimatter in Switzerland. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure you have to do the same thing with
0: radioactive material. Like, you have to Damn. bury it super far underground because there's just no other way to dispose of it. Yeah. Why don't, I just don't understand why we don't just start shooting trash into the sun. <laughs> I mean, that seems like the, the logical thing to do. I mean, I, probably what would happen is we'd shoot a huge thing of trash into the sun and it'd just hit, like, a meteor and then just explode in space and there'd just be fucking shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. True. But if we could shoot it into the sun, that would make sense because the sun would just fucking destroy anything we I shoot know. into it, um, including anything radioactive. I'm pretty sure there's way more radiation or radioactive material coming yeah. from the sun than than we have on our planet.
1: That just made me think of like the the plastic <coughs> epidemic. Apparently, there's um some like mushroom that or like fungus that eats plastic that they've been discovering at the bottom of landfills, and it might have just like like mutated or evolved to eat plastic because it had to probably good yeah yeah right I know (laughs) when I found out about that I was so stoked I was like nice There's hope for like (laughs) yeah the earth is like (laughs)
0: developing shit to like cope with what (laughs) we're doing exactly
1: there's an algae
0: apparently that eats plastic too you know you're not allowed to throw vinyls into landfills really like vinyl records Damn. yeah you, like if you take them to a landfill they'll just be like no nah, we don't accept it because apparently it's made out of all these weird fucking terpenes and shit and oh god they just won't accept it it's like real bad <laughs> oh god also um the flash bulb that, that same guy I was talking about who believes in the simulation stuff who was on the podcast a few episodes ago he did a video on youtube about how bad vinyl is and he got an air quality meter and he put it next to a vinyl player whilst the vinyl was playing on it and it started beeping basically
1: saying the air was unsafe to breathe oh my like,
0: god just
1: in the general vicinity of a vinyl player god damn player. it yeah. cause like I, I love vinyls and I wanted to make like a vinyl for my music and now so I have to you rethink everything well if you do it
0: there's <laughs> I think companies that do it with like sustainable shit decent materials nice yeah. but the the way that vinyls have been made in general um like historically is apparently real bad yeah no, that's actually not surprising, now that I think about it. Yeah, so I wonder if this fungus would eat vinyl. <laughs> True. <laughs> Just try and feed it some Led Zeppelin records or yeah, something.
1: Literally. <laughs> what a time. Yep. All right, what else have we got on the thread? <laughs> All right, so moving on from CERN. God, oh, Oh. real quick about CERN. That's why um me and Dirt Monkey and Simba made a song called Particle Collider. Oh, nice. And like... Yeah, uh, Dirt Monkey lives real close to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually just had Thanksgiving with him and his wife and kid. It was so awesome. Sick. It was a feel good family vibe. Oh, yeah. All right, let's see. um somebody wants
0: us to talk about psilocybin psilocybin oh yeah cool (laughs) i actually was on mushrooms uh, about 48 hours ago oh nice yeah so that was recent (laughs) it was a good time (laughs) i um so it was was at my show in sydney um i have a friend there who just had a bunch oh nice he gave me some and i took some after i played and then i was hanging out with just a bunch of friends and they were hungry and wanted to go eat some food and we went to this place called bangkok which was basically a uh a Thai restaurant or something like that. But it was at Sydney, which is a, a, a city of a, mil, a 6 million people yeah, or something like that at f- like three o'clock in, in the morning on a Saturday evening or Sunday morning, whatever you want to count it as. So this place was just fucking packed, man, densely of people. And I was just, I lost my shit like so hard in hysterics for about bad. like 30 minutes at this, at this place. It yeah, was like
1: overstimulation. I was just like,
0: yeah. what is going on? It was fucking so funny. Oh my god. <clears throat> um yeah, psilocybin's good. I
1: I would say it's probably my, my favorite drug. Yeah. I wouldn't even class it as a drug. So I anyways. know. It no it's crazy too. Um the, like I guess magic mushroom spores can survive in sub zero climate climates, which is outer space temperatures, implying I guess that they came from outer space or some shit on like a oh. meteor or something, or who knows. Yeah.
0: I mean mushrooms are they're kind of like the most amazing thing. Under the ground, according to Paul Stamis, it's just a giant network of mushrooms that literally just connect the entire planet. It's like the veins of the fucking planet, Damn. basically.
1: It's just mushrooms everywhere. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's like it just feels like information. It's like the it's like you're tapping into like some internet or something Yeah, information. That is what it seems like. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's got a lot more depth to it than most other drug experiences I've ever had which is cool because if let's say they do colonize other planets and go through space like that like there's other potential beings like having experiences and like we're picking up on like what what they've thought about maybe or like I don't know just like this like huge like network of information I feel like you have access to it's like it's like you're a flash drive and just gets plugged into like like a computer that has like yeah do you do you take mushrooms regularly or no um I remember like the first time I did them was I did like a, f- like an eighth or like maybe it, it was probably more honestly. Cause it was like my friend grew them and I don't think he like weighed them out and he just gave me like a handful of like a bunch of mushrooms. And like, it, this is actually kind of a funny story. So it was at a tricking gathering. So we're at the gym and my friend Eric is like, Grady, like we, we have mushrooms. This is what we've always wanted. Cause <laughs> we've always talked about like tripping together and I'm like, okay, weird. I'm like, I'm going to go get my shoes. We should leave the gym though, and go to like the house and like not do them at the gathering. You're like, all right, you've got mushrooms. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to go you know, get like, my shoes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to go get my shoes on. <laughs> like pack my shit so we can like leave and like go to like a stable like house and like trip, whatever, not at a, a tricking gathering, like in a gym, gymnastic facility with like staff working in and shit. And like, so, so anyways, I get my shoes on. And I like, I'm like, where's Eric? I'm like, all my friends are like, oh, I don't know. He's, I think he's tricking. So I like go out. And he's like tricking on the floor and and I'm like, dude, I'm I'm like, are you ready? He's like, Oh, he's like, Oh, I already ate them. And I'm like, We need to go right now then. Like <laughs> right before like it, it like it's too late. And he's like, he's like, let's just stay. He's like he's like, John doesn't want us to leave the gym anyways. We should be at the gathering with everyone. Like, we shouldn't leave. Like this is this is good. And I'm like I'm like, no, like this is not good. But like, <laughs> shit, like I have to eat them now because like I don't want to like we were supposed to trip together for our first time so whatever so so i eat them all and it's like they're really fresh still too cuz he had my friend who grew them i just picked them and stuff so um about an hour goes by or so and like it's so funny like everyone was like so many trickers smoke weed so it's like constant kids just going out to smoke in their car and coming back in like just reeking like with their eyes red and like the the people that own the gym are like jesus christ is the last (laughs) tricking gathering we'll ever have like for sure but anyway so i I remember being like like in in the car smoking a blonde and like looking at the trees and i just couldn't stop staring at the trees and it was like so weird it was like they were um obviously they're alive but like i was like damn these trees are like like have been here before me and have seen some shit and they're connected to some like consciousness that's that i don't even know because like also i didn't know this at the time but apparently there's like a second set of roots that trees have that communicate with like the earth's organic memory they call it or something and like this is like a side tangent but but um there's like a story of these trees being um killed by some insect in the Amazon and all of a sudden like like it started secreting something in its leaves that killed the the insects and and then like it killed all the insects and they were like how the hell did the the tree know like what would kill the insect and apparently um they have like a second set of roots that just like can like communicate with um with the earth apparently everything that like decomposes and like falls into the earth all like is accessible it's like the earth's organic memory or something and and all these trees communicate through it and like it's like crazy shit it pretty much googled how am i gonna like kill this this insect and then like figured it out and then like secreted that the thing but like i don't even know that that also could not be a true story but like i, I don't have any friggin' articles to back that up but but yeah look into it but anyways all right. so i remember looking at the trees and i'm like tripping and i'm like what what the hell? They're like alive and like looking at me and they're aware of me and this is so weird and like w- whatever. And then like I start I, I walk back into the gym and like my friend Eric is is also really starting to trip. I can just tell he's just like staring and looking so scared and like alone and concerned and like. We, we walk into the gym floor and like our friends are like, are you feeling it? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, but we're like not looking like we're having a good time. We're just like really scared and like the walls are starting to change colors and like breathe and be weird and then like, and then I look up over at Eric, and he's, like, rolling around the floor of the gym while kids are trying to trick. There's, like, it's, like, in the middle of a session, and, like, my friend's just, like, rolling on the ground. And then, like, someone's, like, Eric. And he's, like, what? And he like he, like, looks up, and he's, like, so, like, shocked. He's, like... Like, he's staring at, like, God or something. And then I'm, like... And then they're, like, dude, you dropped your weed. And there's, like, an like an ounce of weed on the gym floor <laughs> that fell out of his pocket. And, like... And, and like, my friend Gage is just dying laughing at him. And, like, me and Eric are so concerned at this point. Because, like, we must have ate, like, like, five grams or more. Who knows? Because, like, all of a sudden, like... Like, I remember the walls turned into, like, a Mayan temple. Or, like, an Aztec-looking temple. And it was, like... Everything was all, like gold and ancient looking and then like then we weren't even talking but we, we looked at each other and we both knew that we were seeing the same things and it started to like snow inside the gym like like there was like snowflakes coming down in different colors and like my friend eric was just like like sticking his tongue out like he's trying to like catch like snowflakes on his tongue and it was so weird because like we didn't even talk that whole that whole night and like the next day we were like dude how crazy was that when it was like snowing in the gym and he's like yeah and then i'm like wait we never even like verbally communicated that that's so weird that we were like seeing the same things and shit which is like a common theme and in, in psychedelic trips have i've found like people just seeing the same shit yeah like, telepathic like, shit too yeah for sure i think um yeah i i it's
0: definitely yeah i've definitely had like similar experiences a lot of times where you're tripping with someone and without verbally communicating shit you just both tapped into the same shit but it's kind of weird because i don't believe in like you know that kind of shit that much like you know because the only thing that would explain that is if like those kind of things were actually already present in existence and you're you're just accessing them through yeah psychedelics right
1: exactly which i don't necessarily believe but like what else could be the case i know it's kind of like thoughts like thoughts are like I don't even think we, like, think our own thoughts. It's just, like, a radio signal that we, like, tap into or something. Well, that's a –
0: yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure science doesn't know yet how thoughts occur. Yeah. Like, I think Sam Harris has talked about that a bit because he's a new neurologist or new – whatever you call it, neuroscientist or something like that. Yeah. And he's talked a bunch about um, fMRI. And, well, his big thing is, like, how we don't have free will. Um, he thinks and he's done a bunch of fMRI tests or someone who he references has done a bunch of fMRI tests where like they, they can basically see that if they give you a choice between things that you've made the choice like a solid 10 seconds before you actually consciously
1: make it. Yeah, I have heard um, of that. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. Trippy. So
0: at, at which point, like when the the thought occurs for you to be like, I've chosen this one it's not really even your choice at that point yeah. it's like the choice was already made a long time ago exactly and they think that that choice uh, um occurs like even further back than 10 seconds that's just as far as they can measure it all oh over. true
1: yeah. yeah it's so weird we're all just like little like vehicles the universe is using or something like there's a grander like i don't know like mathematical equation happening Yeah, so psilocybin, that's a fun thing. (laughs) Um, Definitely cool stuff. Yeah, what else is in this thread here? Yeah, let's see. But yeah, psilocybin. If you're going to microdose, microdose psilocybin. (laughs) You heard it from me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microdosing's great. (laughs) Somebody said parallel universes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't really have many thoughts on that stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's hard to like ever prove anything, but like... I don't know. Like each, do you know about the Mandela effect? I do.
0: Yeah, that it's, one's so um, weird. <laughs> is that where uh, sort of two groups of people think that like different things happen? Yeah. Like, like the, do you remember
1: the Berenstein Bears?
0: Yeah, and then people think it was spelled S T E I N, and other. But that's what
1: I remember S T E I
0: N. Yeah, but I mean, that kind of shit is just like human brain errors yeah and i and i I think a lot of people could just make that that same mistake like really easily i don't think that's necessarily
1: yeah proof of like a secondary universe it's so funny like how how like many there are and like you know like that forrest gump um line like the life like what do you remember him saying that like quote about chocolates uh life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get yeah apparently he never said life is like he said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, which doesn't really make sense. That doesn't make sense. I know, but like you can't find it, it in the movie anymore or anywhere online. And there's so many weird things like that where like it's bizarre. Even like Darth Vader, he never said like, Luke, I am your father. He said, no, I am your father, which is weird. But whatever. Maybe we're all misremembering everything and just butchering it. But but like there's so many people that are like. Well, that movie
0: with, um, was it a movie with Shaq called Kazam? yeah and then a lot of people think it was like a movie with will smith called shazam or some yeah, shit yeah. <laughs> yeah there's
1: so much weird shit it's so dumb yeah. but like no like it's actually screwed with me and my friends so much They're so like some of my friends have honestly like like been like scared of it they're like no like that's not real like so the
0: the thought is that like we got to a Point, and then like universes diverged and we're living yeah. in the one where Forrest Gump said life was yeah, like exactly. a box of chocolates instead of the original one we were born in or whatever and,
1: and then what's funny is back to CERN people correlate the Mandela effect to when CERN first turned on <laughs> that's such fucking bullshit <laughs> <I know. laughs> like the first time we like smashed the particles together or like found antimatter we, we like screwed up our whole like timeline and like shifted into a different one or something like there's so many f- funny theories on that but <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a pretty insanely out there (laughs) theory.
1: I I wish my dad was here because me and my dad like go so deep into YouTube conspiracy and just die laughing at everything. And like we get so stoned and just watch like, like Woodward TV is actually a really good one. If you guys are out there trying to find a cool YouTube channel that just goes so, so deep. What's it called? Woodward TV? Yeah, Woodward TV. But like, yeah, he does a good job. He like, he does his best to like, to like credit like sources and things but like he also goes completely overboard but like it's just so funny i just i just love like considering everything though like because i don't believe anything no matter what but like yeah it's just it's just super fun to consider everything because sometimes you'll like you'll just come up with your own theories and connect dots in your head that are just like i don't know just fun just whatever yeah i think it's definitely good to be open to everything yeah
0: yeah, as soon as you start being like no, that's definitely not possible and yeah. like that's kind of when you get stuck into your ways yeah. of thinking that might be dangerous or just limiting.
1: I know. And it's sad cuz a lot of people are um are like programmed by either like their family or the news or their school or whatever, which is all all fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's to the point where their whole identity is like vested in these beliefs that may or may not be true and like and they can't even open their mind enough to like consider a new perspective or, or and I just feel bad for them because they're like like I'm always like okay like prove me like give me a new perspective show like show me something new like I'm always about like hearing new perspectives because I don't know anything in the end and like that's like step one I feel like is just being like okay with like not knowing anything well part of it yeah, yeah is because people build their
0: identity around shit right like yeah. people are like I believe this and Therefore, I'll, like, use that information to behave this way or (laughs) things or whatever. But then, like, once, say, that piece of information gets destroyed, it kind of, like, fucks with their ability to be themselves. And they're, like, well...
1: collapses. Yeah, exactly. Which is... You know what? Sometimes that has to happen. It's, like... That's another like a f- quick way to do that is like if you've never done psychedelics, just do psychedelics and like
0: <laughs> just like f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like tell anyone to do psychedelics though. I, don't I think, know,
1: same. Mm,
0: I don't think psychedelics are for everyone.
1: They're not, for sure.
0: Yeah, because a lot of pe- especially people with like um who are predisposed to like mental health illnesses. Oh, dude, yeah, and stuff I've, like that. I have
1: a lot of friends like that who un- unfortunately like the like it affects their um they're like touring and stuff it's it's, like if if they're just not sleeping right or like partying like like all their like mental problems will like come up and like bite them in the ass and like just fuck their shit up and super sad yeah or um you know some i've had some friends who smoked weed
0: like twice and just like sent them into a full psychosis damn and they had to like go to mental health hospitals and shit like that yeah it's crazy man yeah Yes. It's, it is crazy. Like just something like weed can do that. Yeah. Because the brain is fucking weird. And like, I know, it's basically just a bunch of chemicals and shit like that. And I know literally everything that happens in your body is like related to just like chemicals being different in your brain. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, like Viagra, for instance, it just like changes some chemicals in your brain to like make your blood vessels open up and then your dick gets hard (laughs) it's It's like literally everything related to your body in any way is just all brain related so bizarre and for some people i think like the balance is just set up in such a way that they you know can smoke weed one, one time or whatever and then it just like unbalances some shit and makes them constantly see ghosts or something
1: yeah no for real and like what's weird is like what we're seeing and sensing is just all electrical signals being interpreted and like I don't know, like I had like this trippy um experience once where I was I was actually smoking DMT with my friend and like he said like the trippiest thing to me like right as we started to trip. We were like just smoking it in a joint too, so it was kinda like like more mild. It's not like full like like leave your body to like some other dimension, but like but no, things were totally like transforming around us and then he just goes, Grady, you see, this stuff's happening all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't, we just can't see it. Like, it's like people need to get rid of the stigma that drugs make you hallucinate. No, you're just seeing energy that's always there. And, like, your brain filters out. And then it, it made me, like, think about um maybe the first organisms with eyes and stuff were seeing crazy-ass kaleidoscope light, like shit you know what i mean and like i just like quickly realize it's not that useful to yeah, see that all the time because yeah. they need to like <laughs> survive <with you. laughs> so like natural like selection and survival of the fittest like eventually got our eyesight to where it is today right. and it's like very blocky three-dimensional yeah, like, stable. Yeah. but like when you do shrooms or acid or dmt you start to see like the actual energy for what it is yeah that seems legit i think
0: <laughs> yeah uh cool yeah what else is in in this oh, yeah, let's thread see. There's, like, some producer ones. Oh, yeah. Analog synthesis. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, next. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about analog synthesis. We can uh, talk about how I don't think it's better than digital synthesis. Oh, really? No, I Where? don't. Well, I don't think either are better. Like, oh, I just, yeah, true. Yeah. I think, like, digital synthesis is maybe more precise, and you can, like, get values exact, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you could have, like, a sync value to be exactly half of, like, an FM value or something and, like, create some weird, like, binaural shit by modulating those values just by a tiny bit which is almost impossible to do in the analog world yeah um and this whole thing about analog sounding warmer i think is bullshit as well word i think that you can make uh digital stuff sound warm if you just remove high frequencies from it true because that's all it is it's just less high frequencies <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> digital stuff's just really good at creating high frequencies <laughs> sounding warm <clears throat> aka low pass Yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> exactly that's funny that's about all I have to say on analog synthesis. Nice.
1: No, that's dope. No, cuz like I always hear that too. Like that's yep. actually um why I love um or like why I trust Bob too is cuz he has a lot of analog gear mm-hmm. for mastering at least, which is like different than synthesis, but but still like I always hear that argument like you'll never get the same warm sound through digital that you will with analog. You can and, totally do okay, it. What? Yeah.
0: I mean, the fact that you can like put stuff through analog equipment and then record it back into your DAW and then it can exist inside your DAW as a wave file which means just like ones and zeros right yeah the fact that it can exist in that environment oh, means it's recreatable in that environment <laughs> yeah. it's like i'm dead <laughs> it literally just got recorded to be created into that environment i'm so dead um but the thing i like about analog synthesis is it makes you think differently about synthesis like for instance um like plugging a clock into like a uh, like an oscillator's pitch input or something like that super easy to do and on an analog synth and something you'd probably never think to do in digital because it's almost not possible yeah but like so so in that sense it's kind of cool it allows you to think about doing shit that you wouldn't think to do in digital and then also the fact that it's not perfect like it's never perfectly in tune and stuff like that it's always like a little bit out and it always drifts it's cool yeah so it kind of has that kind of like vhs weird broken type sound to it that's very true. Which I kind of like. It's yeah, a, it sounds, I actually
1: mm. don't have any analog sense and I, mm-hmm. I want to get some hardware.
0: Yeah, it sounds kind of nostalgic or something. Yeah, Yeah. what else is in this thread?
1: Piano and bass music and how that came to be. <laughs> piano and bass music? <laughs> and how that came to be. Oh, like, I mean, well, like,
0: you have piano in your music. Yeah, though. yeah. Yeah, so I guess you could talk about um, how you got into doing piano yeah.
1: stuff. Yeah, so um, that's pretty um, interesting because... Like all credit goes to my my mom and dad. they always had like keyboards in like my house when I was growing up and i don't even I don't even know if the first like keyboard I played was was like I, apparently I was like still crawling my my mom and dad said and like we were at a family party, and I was just tapping on a little like keyboard and one of our family members was like he's not just tapping those keys like he has like in like intuition there like he's making music, like get him a keyboard. So like they, um, they always just got me keyboards and stuff. But, um, and I was just like this weird board kid, like throughout the years playing on keys. But I remember like I had a breakthrough when I was like four or five, I I don't really know how old I was, but, um, my older cousin Sadie was with me and, and we were just like messing around the keyboard and she did like a three note riff that was like, Sounded like the Mission Impossible theme, It was just like, dun, dun, dun. and she was like, oh, whoa, that was cool. And I'm like, nice. And then like, I still remember the, that riff and like, I use it sometimes, but like, that was like the first like, like kind of riff I had. And then from then on, I just started to like, find more riffs that sound cool. And then I just had like a whole like arsenal of riffs in my head that like either like three note patterns, five note patterns, six, note whatever, or like combinations of them. And um yeah, over the years I just started to kind of just, I don't know, come up with as many riffs as I could and like improvise. And then I found out you can do them in different keys. And I didn't even know the names of the keys or the scales or anything, but I just knew um like the spacing between the notes would be, you could do the same riffs, from different starting points and i was starting to figure that out and then um like they my parents tried to put me in lessons when i was like 12 but um i just was like super adhd or whatever and like that my professors like couldn't even teach me i'd just be like doing my own thing and they're like they're like you know what i'm just gonna let you play (laughs) (laughs) just get out of your system just go like there's (laughs) over it i would just like do my own thing i hated reading music and like all that and then like and then it was dope like my um my dad and mom like let me quit because they were like damn this is gonna like kill his like passion for piano if if, like he's if he's miserable reading like sheet music and like they let me quit and it was dope and I just kept doing my thing and I, I think when I was like 10 or 11 I had um like this was I think before even lessons I had a keyboard that could could record like five layers and it had drum tracks and like actual like drum kits so each note was like a kick and a snare and I could like I could build my own drum loops from scratch and then record like six hundred like like I had six hundred different instruments to choose from. It was one of those old Yamaha's, you know what I mean? They have like choirs, synths on them, like piano, guitars, and I and I would just start making beats that way. And that's like how I got into making beats was like on an old school Yamaha. And like I read the owner's manual as like a ten-year-old. Like I don't even read owner's manuals anymore as like a twenty-five year old. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that either. At this and like point. I was like so like motivated as a kid i have no idea why and like i'm so happy because like i made so many beats on those on that keyboard and and you'd have to re-record over them because it could only save five beats so i I probably made my best work when i was like 10 probably (laughs) i'll never hear it again but um it was it was so like eventually i was like damn i want to be able to record this to like and save my beats and like can we plug this into the computer mom and she was like i don't know and she like for Christmas, got me, like, a MIDI cable, which is, like, different, but, like, that's, like, that, you couldn't record, like, or save your beats with the MIDI cable to your computer, but I, and I didn't know that either, but, like, I plugged it in and then started to use it to control, like, GarageBand. I was just like, oh, whatever, I'll just make beats in GarageBand and use my keyboard to control it, and then started writing beats there and shit, and then, like... Wait, you could just plug a MIDI cable straight into your Mac? Well, well like, from the keyboard. Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I would just, like, Plugged my Yamaha into the, the Mac with the MIDI and, like, started to use GarageBand. And, like, and then eventually, like, she got me Logic, which was dope. Like, my mom's the shit. She just, like, pretty much went out on, like, one Christmas Eve or something and, like, to an Apple store or something. It was just like, yeah, my son uses GarageBand. And they're like, get him Logic. And, <laughs> and I was like, nice. Did uh, you ever use um,
0: Logic when it was made by eMagic?
1: No. The first time I got it was, like, Logic... 8 Express mm. and I think it was already an Apple thing. Right. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I didn't even know Apple like did so, start logic. No, oh, before version, I
0: think 5 or 6, they didn't own it. It was owned by a company called eMagic. Damn. And it was fucking so bad. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I tried to use it. So, when I first started getting into DAWs, I tried a bunch. Like, I tried FL and then I tried I was using GarageBand for a while also. Then I tried Logic, the eMagic version, which was version 5. And then I tried like Cubase and all sorts of shit. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I think the Logic 5 was the only one where I was like, I can't even fucking make this DAW make any sound. I'm dead. (laughs) It was so badly set up and the user interface was such a piece of shit. Yeah. It was just impossible. I
1: thought you were going to be like, it was amazing before Mm, apple but no the opposite
0: yeah i mean it's yeah (laughs) no yep definitely the opposite thing but
1: but yeah i got um so back to the piano and bass music and how that came to be i guess like at that point i was trying to make like hip-hop beats i guess like i was super inspired by like like that song amelia just came out by little wayne amelia amelia and then like the 808 hits and, and i was just like oh like i never <laughs> heard like a thick like sub 808 like that like ever and i was just like pushing my like ipod headphones into my my head and just like distorting it and like losing my shit off of like sub bass and i don't <laughs> even know why and then um i started to like i don't know just try to recreate that that stuff and then like, a year later or so, I, like, heard my first, like, bass wobbles and stuff, and it was it was literally that Mount Eden song that's, like, Sierra mm-hmm. Leone. It was in some skate video, because, like, I, I just love skateboarding. I was watching a skate clip, and, like, I remember, like, in one clip, he's, like, just ska- doing a line, and, like, as he does a kickflip, like, this bass wobble went, and it literally made me feel like I was, like, high or something. It was so weird. Like, it was my first time my brain ever heard, like, I guess, like, a filtered like wobble or something and it just like really tripped me on and and like i didn't even know what being high was at that point or anything but i was just like damn like this is something super like special and then i started to go down the whole youtube like dubstep rabbit hole and like i found like excisions like shambala 2008 mix or whatever and then i found footage of shambala which is so weird like the first festival footage i ever saw was shambala and i've never been there but like I really want to go there. I just feel like that's like one of the one of the doper ones.
0: Yeah, you been to Shambala? I haven't. I've been trying to play it for about ten years. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, Yeah, literally same. Like since two thousand eight. Like, like I just wanted to go. as like a to be to be there, and I still do. And like, but anyways, um, I just remember like looking up YouTube tutorials on how to make a bass wobble, and like I started in GarageBand too, and like I have like a couple dubstep songs out on like itunes from garage <laughs> and shit when i was 13 but um yeah then then i used logic and the es2 synth and logic is like how i've made every web in my life like to this day like i still use it for a you bunch still of use logic so yes but i've this year i've started to use ableton as <laughs> well and like i'll always use logic i think because a lot of my signature sound designs in there and like and then i love their instruments like all their midi orchestra shit is like amazing and, um, I'm sure you can get those packs and, and Ableton too, but, but I don't know, the, like, I have like the whole extended logic suite and like, it's, it's ridiculous how like clean all the instruments are on as MIDI settings and the velocities and dynamics. So like, I'll always love it for that. But like Ableton is just like, like a, like a fun toy in comparison. It's just like, so like, that's how like Tai Dai Kai was explaining you one day. Like logic is more like traditional like producer DAW but Ableton's more of like, like a toy where it's just like, it's almost meant for the kind of music we're making and stuff. It just seems like anything's possible and you can write everything to anything like way easier than in logic. And like, that's why I've always liked Ableton. It's just kind of like everything is given to you on
0: a silver platter and you can just fucking, fuck it, which is like great for being creative, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Literally it's, and I love it. I I first got it for, um, grain delay. And, um, what else? Like, I love erosion and stuff, but, like, there's this video called The Sap Secrets of the Pharaohs on YouTube that Dr. Derg made. And it was, like, um, Dr. Derg is one of my favorite B producers, R- RIP to him. But um, he literally, like, never used – well, I mean, he used synths, but, like, most of his sound design was just resampling audio with like grain delay and phasers and frequency shifters and like and just like re- bouncing it and dragging it back in and doing the same thing again and like and um that was like the first reason I got Ableton and then also you can like put grain delay on like snares and get like those like e-promy like right ploppy snares and shit and then like and then now I'm just using it a lot more t- especially collabing with people like. That, that helped me a lot too because like just like working with someone that knows Ableton better than me they'll just be like no what are you doing and It's just like just do this like you idiot <laughs> and I'm just like oh nice I'm Like so like yeah me and, me and Essex like wrote our whole tune in like a day or two in Ableton and that was like a huge breakthrough for me and then I just did another one with my homies Towers and Hideaway and like yeah I love Ableton now I still need to get like 10 like the suite I have like a standard version on my laptop but yeah I'm gonna get the full thing it's so sick fuck yeah dude oh good an- good a answer yeah
0: <laughs> well cool that's like an hour or more of podcasts it's probably good alright weird. but yeah thanks for coming on man yeah Appreciate of course
1: it. thanks for having me
0: of course yeah cheers what a
1: time thank you for listening to the Mr. Bill podcast thank you for listening to the Mr. Bill
0: podcast the